Welcome to We Accidentally Vaporize Our Podcast. I'm Lauren. And I'm Lachlan. And this is season three of our Percy Jackson recap analysis. We're reading The Titan's Curse and providing you with some hot takes, random headcanons, and some hopefully lighthearted disagreements. So get ready to curse some Titans or get cursed by the Titans. Either way, we'll find out in this season of We Accidentally Vaporized Our Podcast. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of We Accidentally Vaporized Our Podcast. I am, as always, your host, Lauren, and I'm always, and I'm sorry, Lachlan, I'm going to cut you off here. I'm always joined by Lachlan, but this week we're uh, joined by a new person. Lachlan, now you can talk. Hi, I'm Lachlan. I'm still here, surprisingly enough. Um, <laughs> co-hosting. Lauren's not just the host. We're both yeah, I'm hosts. sorry, it's co-hosting. Great. Um Yes, and we're also joined by a new person. I don't know why you brought me in when you said there's a new person, but there's a new person. Hello, Fran. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Hello, thank you. So I was going to say something, but then I realized I don't actually, I didn't have my actual microphone. I did. <laughs> when, um, when you were saying that, and I was like, oh, because I was checking my mic, and I was like, hold on, that's not the name of my microphone. Looked at it, I was like, oh, that's why. It's not plugged in. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know what, the that- terrible audio. That's perfect chaotic energy for this podcast. You're already fitting in perfectly. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> yes, you want to tell us a little yes, bit about hi. yourself? Yeah, so uh, I am Fran. I am a fellow Percy Jackson podcaster. I am from the podcast, The Best Damn Camp, which with considering the, the book that you guys are on at the moment, where the damn joke comes from, mm-hmm. it is spelt in that way. So if you want to find The Best Damn Camp, remember, it's damn without the end. Um, (laughs) um, and yeah so I I do lots of different things I'm also an author so I had my uh, first story in my Into the World series come out in February of this year called Echoes of the Past Uh, the whole series is a young adult thank you it's a a young adult adventure um, lots of queer identity themes lots of wolves which like if you like wolves which why wouldn't you they're cool Mm -hmm. Um, fight for their survival please they're currently in becoming endangered thank you um <laughs> and uh yeah so I just do a bunch of different things I run multiple different podcasts I don't sleep often mm-hmm. but um I'm happy to be here <laughs> <laughs> and we're so happy to have you yes so Fran is our first in several other Chris Jackson podcast hosts that will be coming to join us throughout this book so very exciting times it's the first like I don't want to say you're our first real guest because we did like force my sibling to be on last book <laughs> while they were visiting me over Thanksgiving break. But, but you're yeah, our first real guest. I mean, I love you, Claude, but also, but also. <laughs> they won't listen to this. So it's fine. If they do, I'll probably get an angry text in about a month, <laughs> but it's all good. So welcome. We're happy to have you. So thank you. Yeah, so this week we will be discussing chapter three, Bianca D'Angelo makes a choice. And since it's chapter three, I will have to do a recap, which is hilarious because yes. we just recorded and I've already forgotten everything. So yes, it's an odd last... number chapter, so we get to hear yep. your odd little recap. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So last time Percy, you know, was poisoned for the third time in his life. The third time. And Actually, I will he was keep... poisoned the week before that. He's been poisoned oh, for well, a while. He's still poisoned. He's, He's still, still poisoned. poisoned and trying to keep Miko and Bianca alive. They are almost kidnapped by Dr. Thorne and sent off to the general, which may or may not be Luke. Unclear at this point who the general is. Um, but luckily they are saved by Annabeth, Thalia, and Grover initially. 
but then everyone just sort of gets beaten down further because they can't all handle this one monster who is revealed to be a manticore with a phd and what we don't know or an md it was never clarified he could still technically have an md we don't know (laughs) some type of doctoral degree yeah monsters got just something in their downtime anyway um so when all hope is about to be lost because this manticore can just take on all of them at once apparently um the hunters appear and are able to take down the manticore and unfortunately annabeth with him as the two of them fall over a cliff together and disappear so that happens percy wants to jump off the cliff to go join them in wherever they are now in the universe but the hunters pull him back and we have one of them reveals herself to be artemis goddess of the hunt and we have her on um, super cool bestie zoe nightshade thalia hates all of them we don't know but why. specifically zoe nightshade she like got real zoe specific nightshade. at zoe nightshade yes yep and that's where we're at yes um <laughs> all, first of all yep. fran we have a very very important question for you um, yes. How do you pronounce the daughter of Zeus's name? Talia. See? Talia, Talia. Without the H. Thank why you. would Why would you have an H and not say it? And it's don't like you dare bring one. up my name right now. <laughs> it's a silent don't you dare H. Bring up my own name. <laughs> yeah, some thing, Some names just have silent H's in it. Lachlan. Shut mm. up. <laughs> but thank you. Thank you. Yes. So anyway. Yes, this is why this Annabeth- is a hill I refuse to die on until the show comes out and however they choose to pronounce it, then I will go with that. But I still have like three years of life to live before that happens. No, 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 because they're gonna oh yeah, because it's gonna be in the first season, hopefully. We'll see. Oh yeah, so technically that'll be next year because they're filming yeah. this summer. They're filming right so now. Yes. Most likely yeah. come out next summer. I yeah, so potentially one year left if they do bring up Thalia while talking about Ambeth's backstory, which I feel like they have to. They have to. Oh yeah. They, Unless 100%. they don't give it an Annabeth backstory because she doesn't matter as a character because <laughs> Yeah, if they just um, decide they hate women. <laughs> I mean, why would they do that? Um, <laughs> anyway, it's let's like actually talk about this. <laughs> and even, even Percy, like, I'm sorry, I'm like looking at the page and it's like, um, Dr. Thorne turned into a monster, blah, 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 plumbing off the edge of a cliff with Annabeth. Like, it's Annabeth's, no offense to Annabeth, but like, it's Annabeth's fault she went off the edge of the cliff. yeah. Not gonna oh lie, God. it kind of is because she could have let go. It's not like to wait. Do you guys do spoilers? Yeah, no. We try to avoid. We try to avoid. Okay. We yeah. we I'm actually last example. book had um. Uh, oh, I've an example of, that isn't spoilers. I thought ooh, I was a good yes. example. Sorry. Oh yeah. Um, like Gandalf in Lord of the Rings. Like, oh yeah. Sent. I can't. I don't know the characters. I just know that he sends someone off a cliff and then they throw something up and catch him by his leg. And yes. that brings him down. That's a very different situation because that case, you know, he can't really save himself. In Annabeth's case, unless he was grabbing onto her, she could have jumped off very easily. She She's very athletic. We have <laughs> seen she is very athletic. And mm. like also, she was on his back and he was running face first off the cliff. So she she wouldn't have like yeah no sorry just 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 to support my girl over here and listeners you can sort of interpret for yourself whose side you want to be on my side obviously being the best because it's mine um she was trying to avoid being hit by a bunch of arrows so possibly using dr thorne as a shield we don't know physically how close he was to the edge of the cliff because it sounds like he just like 
zoops right over the side. It doesn't seem like he runs towards the cliff and jumps off. It just says he just bounces. So it might be- But why like, didn't she bounce know, off? But she might not have <laughs> yes, realized exactly. what was happening. Like Fran I'm not saying it. like what she did like completely makes sense. But Fran, like, um, it's not Fran. completely like, oh, she just should have rolled off. Maybe, maybe it wasn't possible. Fran, hypothetically, if we lost a host and you joined up, I mean, I feel like that would work. <laughs> this was my idea, Lauren. I asked you to do this with me. I was sitting um, in my house eating my mac and cheese thinking, hmm, I really like to talk about Percy Jackson, but I shouldn't do it alone. And then I asked um, you, so. <laughs> so yeah, so Percy's just sort of like still in shock over the whole like Annabeth falling off the side of a cliff thing on a monster's back. Um, and then all of a sudden, like this 12-year-old girl is like, I'm the goddess Artemis. And he's like, uh, okay. Um, mm-hmm. Grover, though, is full-on fanboying. Um, oh he my is- god, this whole thing makes me so uncomfortable every time I read it. It's, <laughs> it's weird because like I get where he's coming from, but also like, no, but I I don't know. I feel like there are definitely people in my not in my life, but like who I would recognize as celebrities who no one else would know were celebrities and I'd like freak out. And I feel like that's what this is for Grover. Like other people would be like, Lauren, they just play Dungeons and Dragons. Why are you freaking out? And I'm like, you don't get it. And that's what I feel like Grover is in this situation it's where Matt he's Mercer. like Exactly. Yeah. It's Matt Mercer. <laughs> Yeah, Grant, I, I love like, you. She is like not necessarily like a nature goddess, but she is heavily involved with nature, and, and she's the only one left. Like when you think of what is Persephone? I mean, Persephone she lives in the underworld half the time. Yeah, yeah. Although, admittedly, most of the time is up in because like spring and summer is True. longer than winter and autumn. But I think mm. when you think of like his only other like person that he's expressed interest in is like Pan. It's like, it's wow, lost, as we got. know. Yeah. 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 So as far as like ones that he could run into on the street, she's, she's about it. Oh yeah. She's probably <laughs> going to be more like Artemis. Or I can think is true. Like, isn't he a vegetarian and doesn't she also hunt? Yes. Yeah. So why yeah. is he all though, in her Though favor? it is said, shouldn't he Percy have some out- beef? Yeah. No, he so. can't have beef. He's a vegetarian. Yeah. No, <laughs> Percy points out later on in this chapter that she can replenish whatever she hunts. So it's always like a one-for-one one switch. So I guess if you don't care about individual souls. <laughs> me, yeah, which has okay. been shown there are souls in yes. everything, basically. Yep. <laughs> um, yes, but depending on the species you are, your soul does or doesn't matter. Like they've said it before, like Annabeth and Percy and the rest of the demigods will like go to the underworld and possibly be able to like go to Elysium. Meanwhile, Grover will become like a flower or a shrub like yeah yeah, yeah so like what happens to grover's soul it do, becomes do plants a flower. Have souls is that is that what's being implied by this or does his soul just like dissipate into the universe i don't know why but all i can think of right now is like the original story of the little mermaid where it's like only humans get eternal rest um but everyone else just becomes like foam in the sea that's really sad I'm not gonna lie i'd probably prefer that because at least you're still in a sense <laughs> kind of living like you're still yeah. getting to experience the changes of life. True. Mm. Um, Ariel did not appreciate that. And that is why she tried to trick the prince into marrying her so she could gain a human soul so she could die in peace. Oh, okay. I don't remember that part of the story. <laughs> so well, I just had to read it for class the other day. Interesting. Uh, yeah. I, either way. I remember the version where she sewed her legs back together. Is that a different, oh. different version? 
Uh, that might have been this one. This one, the one that we had to read for class, every step she took was like walking on glass and everything was painful. Hmm. Uh, so That's I, upsetting. Yeah, okay. Okay. So yeah, either way, um, Talia either. agrees uh, with Fran's take on Grover's just being a little pathetic here. And she's like, come on, get up, go, go boy. We got, we got to go. We got to go. And Bianca's like, can we just like explanation here? Um <laughs> Like what's going on? She she has to go through the trials that Percy did of no one ever, ever answering his questions. It's her turn now to have the same problem. Yes, because Annabeth, because Artemis just goes, a better question is who are you and who are your parents? And if I'm Bianca, I'm like, why does that matter right now? Um, (laughs) But Bianca gives a straight answer and starts talking about how their parents are dead. They're orphans. And there's a bank trust that pays for school. And She's just like, why are you all looking at me like that? As they're all like, sure, honey, your parents are dead. Um, and she's Which like, I'm really, the truth. Yeah, I was going to say, that is definitely the vibe that goes on. Like, that's a bit insensitive because clearly these kids think they're orphans. Like, <laughs> and you're just acting like they're being idiots. And I'm like, come on now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're like, we know your parents aren't much. Mm-hmm. Like, gaslighting yeah. children much. <laughs> yeah like clearly at least one of them must be dead you know because it's not like they they have like two olympian parents otherwise they'd just be like full-on gods and wouldn't be no. in the situation so but one of them is most likely dead they could still have two alive parents and still be half-bloods and one just abandoned them yeah i mean that's that what you happen. want <laughs> that's been known to happen mm, yeah. i mean annabeth <laughs> most of the year-rounders we don't know their backstories <laughs> Yeah, we don't know so it. dark so dark all right <laughs> so zoe for once you know is answering some questions and says that one of their parents was mortal the other wasn't an olympian and nico's like oh this is awesome no, well, like, no, no, no. Oh, you skipped crazy. over bianca asking if they were an olympian athlete because um, she just doesn't <laughs> want to believe this stuff which is which is okay because it is a lot like also, i love that idea like, i also awesome. kind of get it yeah, it kind of makes sense at the same time because yeah. where would your first instinct be? Yes, yeah. Olympian gods. Like yeah. the only Olympian that you hear is Olympian athlete, mm-hmm. the Olympics. Yes. But yes. I'm wondering which athlete she thought. Like she's like Usain Bolt. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go with no, yeah. <laughs> no, since they're described as. I'd have a lot of very questions. Italian. <laughs> yeah, Michael Phelps. <laughs> Is he Italian? Too young. Michael Phelps was way too young. I can't think of any older. Uh, he's not Italian. He's just a freak of nature. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. I can't think of anyway. Italian athletes. But yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Well, there was the... Oh, I don't know his name, but there was the, the two dudes who shared the, the high jump. Oh, yeah. One of them mm-hmm. was Italian, wasn't it? One of them was Italian, yeah. 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 That, that was pretty cool. Mm. all right either way nico thinks this is really cool because he's like starts asking questions about like does zeus really have lightning bolts um do they do 600 damage does he get extra movement points and bianca's like dude like this is this is not the time for your myth of magic problems um and she's like trying to explain to that to everyone else how there is no gods and um percy finally gets some empathy and it's like he's thinking about how <laughs> Yeah, he finally gets some empathy. empathy. Sorry, it's, not line. it's like he finally gets some empathy. <laughs> like, well, he did just watch his best friend possibly fall to her death. No, but like considering how he found out about everything, he should be really empathetic to other people's uh, mm-hmm. situations. Yeah. 
and he's like trying to understand it and uh talia is the one who like ends up being like look hey bianca i know this is hard but like the gods are still around they're immortal they still like to hook up with humans and that leads to us they're kids and you know our lives are dangerous and bianca goes dangerous like the girl who fell oh <laughs> just a uh, knife to the heart for athalia and also her- like it's her i um artemis is like dude don't worry about it um she was the brave maiden if she can be found i shall find her um and Percy's like, then why aren't we looking for her right this second? Um, um, because and- we've got two scared children, you selfish prick. Sorry, wait, no, hold on, no swearing. Um, <laughs> let, me, let me rephrase you, he cut that part up. Because um, <laughs> there are scared children, you selfish bugger. <laughs> exactly. Um, and also, apparently, they she's not there anymore. There's some magic is at work um, and Percy can even sense it he can't censor down in the sea and he's like i should be able to right which is also like no. <laughs> i just love how this feeling if he's convinced that even when he's hundreds of feet up on the cliff not actually in the water he should be able to sense Ambus presence in the ocean like, i mean if he okay, started sweetie. using his powers and like actually testing it he should find out but he doesn't do that yeah. he just yeah. sort of wings it and whenever he needs to he feels a tightening in his gut and then he uh, uses his powers it's very annoying uh, yeah yeah. He's never t- trained to use his powers. But also, yeah. why t- this is a whole thing. Why does Rick keep adding new abilities? Because if this is the thing that Percy can actually do, which seems to be a thing that he can sense where things are in the water when he's in the water, mm-hmm. I'm like, that's just a little bit too powerful. Yeah. I, I also feel like that would be just like charge of everything. I also feel like, like that would be just like sensory overload. Like imagine like having a foot in the water and then sensing like a fish thousands of miles away. Like that yeah. cannot be fun. But also I think part of it is like, you can claim that like Percy's growing up. So he's coming into his powers. So he's becoming more powerful. Um, the other theory was when I, this is a bad theory of mine, but I stand by it, is that um, you can have a certain number of, abil- a bi- there's like a certain number of abilities available. And when no other kid is available, that kid gets all of the abilities. Yeah. It's like, it's like there's up. so many powers available per godly parent and they get, spread out among all the kids so if there's like one kid everything goes to them that's a why, stupid like, theory but i really enjoy yes. that one yeah. um i mean is no. the only thing that would make sense is why percy is so ridiculously overpowered yeah yeah um and it's also i mean he's the first one in a while so like if the gods get to choose they kind of like imply that a little bit that the gods choose which gifts each kid gets like maybe poseidon was just like you know a little of this a little of that you know why this one oh this one we haven't used in a while let's do that oh this looks cool and just sort of threw them all on him um so we don't know but it yeah. could also be rick yeah. is like you know it'd be cool in this situation if he unlocked this ability um which i mean like i understand that it's sort of like if you read like any book series uh characters end up becoming a little more powerful and a little more overpowered and like they get stuff at the end that wasn't even a thing at the beginning i know there's a bunch of that in like um harry potter where i'm like this would have been useful three books ago like <laughs> you know what i mean yeah well it's yeah. also like he is one of the big three and there aren't any other demigods until now thalia showing up who are that level so maybe it is that just because their parentage is of like higher level they're supposed to be super overpowered and you can decide among for yourself whether you think that's like a good idea or not but like we haven't seen what thalia's full abilities are yet so maybe she is also super overpowered like percy 
and then or being a tree or... for five years stunted her growth. <laughs> or maybe, you know, Rick just wanted to keep adding on new stuff every single book. Yeah, because you know? I mean, spoilers. Um, so anyway, they're all like, <laughs> yes, the girl who fell, blah, blah, blah. We get it. She's a little idiot right now, but that's okay. Um, and Nico still thinks that this is the coolest thing, coolest thing ever and is like, but Dr. Thorne, you shot him with arrows. He's dead, right? And they're like, no, he's a manticore, but, mo- but he could have been destroyed, but monsters never truly die. They reform and they give that whole speech again. Um, uh, blah, 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 blah. Bianca is like, ooh, hey, Nico, remember that dude who tried to attack us in an alley in DC? And Nico's like, yeah, and that bus driver with the ram's horns, which they're just real casual about, which also like that could have just been a mugging. Um, <laughs> could have just gotten mugged <laughs> yeah i mean they don't describe what this guy looks like in the alley so they could have just gotten mugged yep <laughs> um bianca's then like and then percy's like that's why grover has been watching you which is like never how i want to hear never what a sentence i want to hear um <laughs> and Gro- they're from bianca's like grover has been watching us you're a demigod um so grover then kicks off his shoes and explains that he's a satyr um showing his goat hooves um as a callback to the first book um bianca is like done with this as talia is like dude put your shoes on Um, i was gonna say that's never a way to introduce anything you like you say it let them you know handle the information and then maybe if they're intrigued then show them then show them your feet it could have been worse (laughs) he could have pulled his pants down to go full donald duck oh no show like the 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 fur on his legs so it could have been worse <laughs> that would have been significantly oh. worse and that is a call back to the first season of our podcast <laughs> oh my god pants. yeah so percy is basically telling them that obviously things are very dangerous now for them but they can be trained on how to survive by coming to camp and says like, yeah, you know, Camp Haplet, it's a super cool place. You can stay there year round if you want. And Nico's all for it. Bianca is not interested in this whole situation. But Zoe says, <laughs> I mean, there's like, another option. Yeah. I mean, Bianca's sort of like just meeting all these people. They're all telling her all this information. Everything is super scary. And then they're like, and hey, come to our commune in the woods. <laughs> It'll be safe there from outside. Oh, yeah, it sounds, it, like it, sounds- it, it sounds like a cult. It does. It sounds like a cult. Yeah. I feel like it's also really interesting the way he writes Nico and Bianca here, like just highlighting how much younger Nico is and how Bianca has had to take on this parental, more adult role, even though she's also still very young herself. Cause he's just like, yeah, whatever. This sounds well, great. Because this is, they're, this is my they're dreams orphans. come to life. <laughs> mm. Also very much shows considering like what happens in this chapter as well, how very different an attitude they have to this whole situation. Nico mm-hmm. wants to go to this camp. He wants to experience this adventure. Bianca wants nothing to do with it. Like she has no interest in going there whatsoever. And she's very much kind of thinking more about her own path. Whereas Nico is straight away has just said, yes, let's go. Yeah. So it's like literally his dream world come to life. It's like, of course you'd be excited about that 10 years old and not being able to fully understand the actual ramifications of this Mm. being real. Yeah. And it's interesting because I don't know how much is like gender roles or how much is just like age wise, but like, even though she is very much a mother role to him, you have to wonder, like, is that why Rick made her a girl? So that way she could play a mother role instead of having, like, a boy be older and then, you know, forcing, like, a father role in him or something. So I'm wondering if mm-hmm. it's more age or gender in which that role that she took on. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Zoe <laughs> offers this other potential option and Thalia, of course, says like immediately, no, there isn't. So again, hinting at this beef between them, Percy even says like, for some reason, they seriously hate each other, but like, we'll, we'll let that simmer a little bit longer. I mean, yeah, there are yeah. people you just hate. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, um, Artemis finally calls off this whole little cat fight that's about to go down and says they're going to start a camp. They got to treat the wounded and retrieve our guests' belongings from the school. So they are getting their backpacks back. But also, how sad is that going to be when they bring in the best stuff back? I'm also wondering, like, <laughs> who are they sending into the school? Like, one of, like, the children that doesn't go there because they can't send Nico and Bianca by themselves. No. Maybe this one Grover. I don't know. I'm thinking. No, I feel like they're probably sending one of the other hunters who's probably better at sneaking around than Percy is. No, but I feel like you shouldn't send one of the hunters, like, just in case. Like, hey, there's a weird girl who no one knows who's picking up a random backpack that no one's seen before from the main hall on the night <laughs> of the school dance where we're all contained in a central location. I mean, I feel well, like the I dance is they... probably over at this point. Oh, yeah. Everyone's but also, I thought they—I didn't think they'd hidden it within the school. I thought they'd hidden it outside, but maybe I'm just missing. It was like the main entry hall. They stuffed uh, their stuff behind the pillars, and then they—they they ran into Thorn. But then there's also—they um, also go get um, Nico and Bianca stuff from their rooms as well. So somehow they just magically know where the two of them live because it says later on that they get their stuff for them as well. I'm also curious. I think they should just start investing in fanny packs. I mean, how much are they actually carrying? That way they can like use it during a fight if they need to. Mm-hmm. That is that is a big thing that Lauren and I hold on to. Because well, of the number of times they've lost their stuff from like the Greyhound blowing up in the first book and they lose all their things or whatever. It's like, everything's right there with you. It's perfect. Exactly. I mean, exactly. it's like they've never seen The Amazing Race. You should know you keep the important stuff in the fanny pack. So that way, when the taxi leaves you, you don't end up stranded in Russia, Russia without a passport. Mm. Very important. Very important. All right. So Artemis then tells Bianca to come hang out with her so they can talk. And poor Nico's like, what about me? But Artemis is really nice to him. She says that he can hang out with Grover and teach him how to play the card game. And Grover is, of course, losing his mind that Artemis wants him to do something. It's like acknowledging his existence. Um, yep. So they all go their separate ways. Zoe and Thalia give each other looks and then head off as well. Evil and- looks, not sexy looks. You gotta specify. Looks. They give each other evil looks. And Thalia is super upset. And it's like the nerve of those hunters. And Percy's even trying to back her up. Like, yeah, I'm with you. They are the worst. And then Thalia suddenly launches on him. Valid, valid. And says like, oh, like what, what were you thinking back in the gym? Like you thought you could take Dr. Thorne and all by yourself. Like you knew he was a monster. If we had stayed together, the hunters wouldn't have had to show up. Annabeth probably would still be here. Like, this is all your fault. And Percy, like, wrong. is ready to, like, launch also, back like, in. But he doesn't. Maybe Dr. Thorne would have gotten them out faster and they wouldn't have had the kid. Yeah. Yeah, it is tough because, like, he looked around. It wasn't like he just immediately ran after them. Like, he did look around and couldn't find them anywhere. But he was also thinking, like, oh, I don't need to go running after Thalia. Because there was this whole, like superiority thing that he was struggling with of now she's suddenly come back in everyone's looking to her instead of him and so he was wanting to prove himself yeah so real question is is he insecure because he's getting shown up or is he insecure because he's getting shown up by a girl 
I think it's just because it's getting shown up. I was going to say, it's probably both at the same time as well, considering, like, I just feel like that's the vibe Percy sometimes gives. Like, and also, it's very much the younger boy sort of situation. Like, I, I know I had that all the time. Like, I was the tomboy at school, and uh, I was able to, you know, I played football with the boys once and scored a goal, and the goalkeeper cried because he was angry that a girl had scored a goal against him. Oh, I had to remember that this was that this was like not American football. I I was like picturing you like in pads, like tackling some dude. Yeah, (laughs) I was like, "There's not a goalie in football." What? (laughs) Yes, I I I forgot that you guys took the word and used it for the wrong sport. Um, (laughs) I mean, I do think it's dumb that we call American football football when they rarely kick it like it's one person's job to kick it and everyone else no, just no 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 throws it two people wow i'm <laughs> so sorry <laughs> two whole people yeah the kicker and the punter they're very different very different skill sets i mean you wouldn't tell justin tucker to go out there and punt the ball no that's a waste of his talents <laughs> all right moving on from that because this is not a sports podcast by any stretch of the imagination <laughs> Unless we're talking about um, climbing the lava wall. Or catch um, the flag. Or yep. chariot races. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Stop proving me wrong. All right. So Percy was about to launch back into Thalia. But then he looks down at his feet in the snow. And there is Annabeth's Yankees cap all crumpled up. Thalia sees it, too. Starts to cry and walks away. So it's just Percy and the cap in the snow. It's so sad. It's so sad. All right. Then we move into happier times, specifically the hunters. You know, they're hanging out, setting up camp. Super fast at it, too. I wish I was that fast setting up camp. Um, They have wolves that are actually like guard dogs. There are also falcons in the trees keeping an eye on things as well. They even control the weather a little bit, so it's not nearly as cold. The snow stops. Now, I'm wondering, I'm assuming it's the same magic at camp. Does that mean that it's like you can move it or is that like a godly ability of her of uh artemis I, I would have said it was like a like when they're setting up camp like when the camp is set up that mm. camp has its own sort of like weather barrier it's yeah what I, it's what i kind of guessed whenever i read it is that there's like a weather barrier like camp Alfred has mm-hmm. yeah it's like when you complete like, the crescent it sets up well i'm also kind of like if that's just like a thing you can do anywhere why don't they do that like when they why don't they do that on quests and stuff they're not is that like an enough. Artemis thing? Is she able to do that? Does that mean like anytime they're not with Artemis, they need to like find a nicer place to sleep? <laughs> I think it's because demigods have to struggle as part of the quest. They have to suffer appropriately. That's <laughs> I think cool. it's a blessing. I, I guess it's probably like a blessing on like the, the specific tents, like the specific camp that the hunters make. It's a blessing yeah. from Artemis to make sure that her hunters are always safe. Yeah. Okay. And at camp, I feel like Dionysus just doesn't want to get rained on. <laughs> I think it's just Chiron's like Chironness. Mm, He's yeah. just like no cloud. I'm disappointed yeah. in you. Which yeah. is bad for training. This is why Chiron is a terrible like camp <laughs> person because you need to learn to train in different types of weather to be able to pre- prepare yourself for different types of combat. They, mm-hmm. we, we talked about this a little bit in the first book and I hope, we hope that they did this, but I hope they have like, um, like rain days where they're just like, you know, what, we're going to have like rain today. Like we're going to like have a rainy day where everyone gets to like play in the mud and like 
I hope they do that, but I never even thought about the idea of like them having to be should at the possibility of them training in different uh situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but admittedly, Camp Halfblood doesn't really think that much about training. Like Camp, like Capture the Flag is basically the extent of yeah. their actual training, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do. I mean, sometimes they just go in the woods and fight stuff. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So Percy does finally admit to himself, because you know we can't admit to the people that were wrong, but admits to himself that you know may- maybe this was his fault a little bit. And he's upset because Annabeth was going to tell him something, something serious. And now he never knows what that will be. They dance for half a song together. And that makes his heart feel heavier too. Like, okay, fanboy, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so Thalia is wandering off being, you know, sad about the whole situation. And Percy even says that sometimes she stands so still just thinking about life. That's almost like she's still even tree. So Percy is reunited with his backpack. We have confirmation in the book. He gets it back. And <laughs> Grover's coming over. Because <laughs> his mom's cookies are in there. His mom's cookies are in there. It's very important. He gets those back. Um, Grover is fixing up his arm. And Nico is so excited by, by this battle wound because it's green, which is just horrifying to think about. But, you know, good for Nico that he's having fun. Um, and then he pulls out all of his figures to show everyone. And they're all like different gods, like Zeus and Apollo, and even some heroes as well. And Nico says he has all of them except for some really rare ones. And he's been playing the game for about a year. And before that, he can't really remember. It's weird. But we're going to brush that aside for now. <laughs> and asks Percy about his sword. And Nico asks a really great question of, does it ever run out of ink in pen form? And Percy's like, I don't write with it. I don't need to worry about that. Fighting only, please. I mean, yeah. If yeah, anytime he uncaps it, it turns into a sword, and every time he recaps it, it turns into a pen. I mean, there's no way to write with it. But also, I feel like Percy is the kind of kid that probably loses writing utensils constantly, and this is one that he cannot lose. So he, if he was able to figure out a way to write with it, can, but I can mean, I, can I mention a spoiler run later? No. To- no 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 i I know what you're talking about no i know what you're talking about also sorry (laughs) no we we act like we haven't read these books twenty thousand times yeah much like with the cursing thing i don't know why we started no spoilers but we have and now we're sticking (laughs) with it well i mean for me it was like i don't want to share my deep significant thoughts and they actually get to that part of the book and have nothing left to say yeah that's also you know if I, I say mean, everything, if I say it, everything from the get-go, then like, what is there to say once you has, actually get to it? It has led to some fun times, like where uh, Lachlan got two books mixed up and spoiled mm-hmm. something major, and I had to be like, no, and we had to like completely cut half an episode out, completely re-record that, because <laughs> oh <my> <laughs> we don't do editing on this podcast. Um, anyway, so Nico keeps pestering Percy with questions because you know he's excited about this. He wants to know, like, if Percy's on Poseidon, does that mean he can surf really well? Which is a valid question. I mean, maybe. Because he, he apparently can swim better and can breathe underwater and can control the water. So he's not going to yeah. surf really well, but he can just control the water to make surfing significantly easier. He could body surf. He could body surf. That I'm picturing cool. him body surfing with, like, dolphins next to him. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And also asks if Percy fights a lot with Thalia and she's the daughter of Zeus. Percy refuses to answer this question. Then if Annabeth's mother was Athena, why didn't Annabeth know better than to fall off a cliff? 
<laughs> Percy's exactly. really upset now. It, I mean, he's not wrong. He's and not then, wrong. Yeah. And then finally, is Annabeth's Percy is Annabeth Percy's girlfriend. And now Percy's just fully done with this conversation. I mean, that's probably not the he's probably not the first person to ask Percy that question. No. No, no. We we also have this thing of like the entire camp probably ships Percy and Annabeth at this point. I mean, at the end of the last book, when Percy when Annabeth kissed Percy on the cheek, everyone cheered louder. So very much so. Yeah, yeah. So then to sort of save Percy from the situation, Zoe comes up and says that Lady Artemis wants to speak with him. So he's special now. He gets to go into the tent, which like not a lot of people get to do. So Especially it says men. inside it's nice and warm. There's lots of pelts everywhere, which is a little bit interesting. Yeah, but, which is yeah. another reason why. Why the hell does Grover like her? Yeah. She has animal furs. Yes. I think she's, they just he, wanted Grover to have something. Rick was just like, let's give Grover like a personality trait here. And well, it's, it's not even love. a personality trait. It's just making him an obsession. like a, a obsessive simp. Yes. Yeah. He's yes. a simp for them. Yes, yeah. that, and yeah. it's just not even in, in in a in a way that's somewhat sweet. It's creepy. Like there, there's no mm-hmm. other way to describe it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, Artemis says that she is able to sort of appear whatever age she wants. So, good for her, I guess. Um, but she likes to stay looking like a twelve year old because that's the average age of her hunters young maidens that she patrons before they go astray because it's the woman's fault but okay yeah this is this is where rick's writing of women really comes into glaring obviousness of just how not great he can often be with female characters yeah because this all female group Blaming women for being led astray and liking men, which, by the way, not everyone likes men. <laughs> but then the fact that there's like hostility towards men, there's mm-hmm. you know distrust towards them, and just like just seeing love as a frivolous thing. Like in mythology, Artemis wasn't anti-love for others; she just what didn't want it for herself. Like she didn't yeah. hate other people for it. Like. <laughs> I wasn't like a, a thing, but it's a thing in this series, and you're kind of getting a few hints of it here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, I'm just not a fan of it. It just feels, especially considering also that Percy ends up in this case here quite literally being the male exception. Because he's yeah. so special that he is the exception to the maiden yeah. goddesses' mm-hmm. rule of no men. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it, it's it, weird because it, I never want to like just write it off as like Rick's a dude. But, I'm, but like, I feel like a lot of times it comes across where it's just like Rick's a dude and doesn't know how to write women, especially like teenage girls. But I feel like he's married to a wonderful woman, I think. So like, <laughs> why not talk to her about it? Like he could have written it better if he had tried more. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's doing research. It's just speaking to people and getting the mm-hmm. thoughts and feedback really is the main situation there. But yeah, yeah. it just, you can, you can see it a lot and- this is just this is one of the most glaring situations where it happens where it's like it's very very obvious that it is mm-hmm. a male author yeah. i don't know female authors can just be be just as bad writing female characters as well sometimes but in this case you know it's very male author of like strong female power but we're also assholes 
Yeah. It's like, you can't have, like, you have to have one or the other. You have to be super independent. You can't have like any distractions at all. That's how you can be like a super cool lady, or you can be like dumb and in love. You can't have both, which is like, yeah, not true, but okay. But yeah. So, um, Artemis says that she called Percy so that he can talk more about what happened. Bianca reported some things, but obviously she doesn't understand what's happening. So she couldn't really give like a full detailed story about what was going on. And so after Percy brings her up to date, Artemis says like, oh, I feared this was the answer, the scent that we were tracking. Like there are some ancient monsters that are coming up and that they have to like, sort of like go after and find and destroy before they destroy everything. Um, and so Percy brings up that Thorne talked about someone called the general that was going, that was like waiting for them. And at this, Zoe seems very upset, but Artemis sort of like stops her from saying anything. And they talk about the great stirring. I think this is the biggest clue that it's not Luke. Because yeah. like they have such a visceral reaction to the words the general, where it's like, oh, right, cool. So it's not Luke, it's someone different. Also, like yeah. Luke has zero military experience. They would not make him the general of their army. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it's also the last time they saw him, he was wearing like Oxfords and like um like a polo with like tucked into his he like, was a vineyard vines ad. Yes, he's a vineyard vines ad. And I don't think I want that dude leading my army into battle. <laughs> yep. So Artemis has decided that she is going to have to hunt down this most important monster that Thorne talked about and that she has to do it alone because it's too dangerous for anyone else. You know, typical, typical. One person is the one that can save everyone. Like, yeah, she's a goddess, but like teamwork makes the dream work. Uh, No, it doesn't. (laughs) Sometimes you just need to say, screw the rest of y'all. I'm doing it myself. Yep. And that's what she- ever worked on a group project? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So she says, Artemis says that she will find this creature and bring it back to Olympus by the winter solstice. So giving herself her own little special prophecy deadline and that she will use whatever this creature is to convince the rest of the gods of how much danger they're in. So hopefully they can get off their butts and do something about this little Chrono situation. But they don't have to when they have the children. Exactly. Exactly. Why? Yeah. Why do things when your 14 year old child can do it for you? And it's, it's also like, it's a cycle where because they will keep doing it, they'll never be forced into learning a lesson. So they're never going to actually learn the lesson. So they're going to keep making the kids do it Yeah. because the, or otherwise the kids will die. So they'll, they'll do it. So then the gods won't learn. So they'll make the kids do it. Then the kids will do it because otherwise it would die. Like it's a weird, weird cycle that they're like trapped in. Yeah. So um, Artemis says that before she leaves, she has to ask Percy to do a small task, which is escorting the hunters to Camp Half-Blood so they can hang out there until Artemis returns. Because I guess they're not allowed to sort of do anything on their own without her. Um, And Zoe is freaking out. Apparently something very bad happened last time they stayed there. But Artemis says like, oh, I'm sure Dionysus won't hold a grudge. And I heard they rebuilt the cabins that you all burned down. So you know wild times over I mean, half blood and days of past yeah i mean don't actually find out the details which i feel is very frustrating because i would have liked to have known exactly yes what would have been like a fun short story to throw in somewhere but yeah oh, because it wouldn't have included percy so rick's not gonna write that <laughs> <laughs> yep all right so artemis says to bianca like there's one last 
decision? Have you made up your mind? And she's, and Bianca says to Percy that they've invited her to join the hunt. And of course, Percy losing his mind, like there's only one option in life and that's Camp Half-Blood and you cannot entertain anything else. Yeah. And Zoe says like, well, yeah, it's the only option for boys, but this is something that's available to Bianca. And Percy tries to like sell camp to Bianca. He's like, we, it's so cool. We got Pegasus stable at a sword fighting arena. And like, what do you get from the hunters? They seem lame. And Zoe just says, immortality. <laughs> I mean, it's conditional immortality. It is conditional, yes, because they can die in battle. And, you know, if they go find a dude, then that's not great. Um, what if they find a lady? Are lesbians allowed in the hunters? That's because she says they led no. astray. But yeah, I was gonna say they aren't based on the wording of um, turning away from love. Mm-hmm. That is true. Because, yes, and this is the whole thing. So, so many people got really upset about this, saying that rape is basically lesbophobic by including this. And I was like, I think it'd be more lesbophobic if he's kept lesbians in it because then you're basically saying that a relationship not real with love. a woman isn't yeah. a real relationship mm-hmm. because the whole thing is you're meant to be a maiden if you fall in love and have a sexual relationship you're, you're yeah. not a maiden anymore so it's mm-hmm. probably a good thing <laughs> yeah it's just interesting that she says no love of any kind but then they're so anti-male oh yeah because it should be if you're anti-love of all forms yeah. then you should be able to have platonic interactions with everyone or oh, yeah, hate everyone who isn't a hunter. Yeah, especially considering in actual mythology, there have been three male hunters mm-hmm. part of Artemis's crew. Um, yeah. There was Orion, who um, I think that they did end up, he ends up dying anyway because like, he kills he a bunch of in animals. in the sky because he's got the belt. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the belt I think was like all the first because he was just killing animals left and right for like fun. And she was like, yeah. you can't do that. Death yeah. to you. Um, there was another guy who turned away from a romantic love himself and Aphrodite cursed him. Um, and he, he didn't uh, want to turn into the bear. Um, I think I yeah, I think that was him. Maybe I don't know. I can't remember. There were a lot of people who turned into bears. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> um, but he dies based on her curse. And there is another person who I can't remember much of their story, but there are at least three male hunters in like in mythology at some point with artemis and you know they're all accepted like she doesn't turn them away or anything she's just like hey if you're swearing fealty to me that's all that matters like just yeah my rules and here's where i think it's just like rick got too caught up in the whole like it's a sisterhood they're all girls they hate (laughs) men they're not gonna fall in love like i think he just got caught up in that and like okay 2007 was like 14 years ago oh god that was still like a very it was 14 years ago and times were very different and i don't want to like i hate making excuses but i feel like a lot of times i do end up making excuses for him but i think it's also like he could have done something really cool with it but he didn't and because he didn't now we're stuck in this like we hate men we're all girls it's a sisterhood like mentality and i think the worst part about it is and it's not technically spoilers but basically it doesn't really change much, even considering their books have been written in like 2020. And yeah, yeah. Like nothing's really changed that much. Like there was the potential you could have, but I but I don't I don't think he could have changed it because once he wrote it this way, he had to stick with it. Yeah. I yeah. think there could have been a way in which like there could have been some modernization, like they've been kind of 
more secluded for a long period of time that they've just kind of got stuck in their ways but they've mm-hmm. opened up a little bit more and there's been more interaction with the camps so they've lightened up a little bit more yeah. or there if there are possible. changes in leadership or like yeah like you know, leadership doesn't change artemis is still there <laughs> like yeah 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 which i always yeah. found weird because like artemis has her family members and there are male family members <laughs> that she yeah. is in constant interaction with because yes the and her years. like her twin brother apollo who is the maleest of all the males like <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so yeah. i see where i see where you're coming from yeah i get yeah. that yeah but yeah that's, that's technically besides the point but yeah it's, it's very much it was the 2007 like mainstream like white feminisms like like almost yeah. like basically like second wave feminism sort of thing no intersectionality yeah. it's one way or the highway it's female dominance mm-hmm. which is just Definitely. gives feminism a bad name yes and that's what the hunters are doing which is unfortunate mm-hmm. yeah so um artemis says that like yes like if bianca decides to join this she'll become immortal until she's killed in battle which is unlikely, Artemis says. So, I, I guess it is not unlikely. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Also, like Zoe sends when, like, um, hmm. oh no, do they say unless? Eh. I mean, unless, they sort of yeah, imply like when you fall in battle, you'll die. Which I mean, like, it's sort of like it, it will happen. Everyone at some point will meet their end. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's not true immortality, so. It has to happen eventually. Yeah. Um, Although I guess you can say the same thing about vampires. They technically don't have true immortality because they can be killed through a state of the heart. True, yeah. but depending on like what type of vampire and in what like novelization or like... Uh... But there is always some level of... Yeah, whether that's sun or stake or whatever. But they're usually never being actively hunted by a predator that's more advanced than them, while half-bloods are always being hunted by predators that are more advanced by them. Like... Vamp- uh, vampires were like at the top of the food chain like sure like humans can occasionally get them under certain circumstances if they manage to wing do it but like a lot of them will die in the process but like um in like this like yeah. uh, they die a lot more often okay that's true that's true. yes yeah right, like, think of how hard it was to kill the vampires and i'm sorry for this but think of how hard it was to kill them in twilight Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> especially when you compare it to like um uh like vampire diaries or something where it's literally just like oh you accidentally got staked in the heart like you know it's very different yeah mm-hmm. that's true that's true yeah. right fair, fair points fair points sorry i'm yeah. i I, went through, I'm not, I didn't go through a vampire phrase but i've watched a little too many things with vampires in it <laughs> yeah. that's awesome. i did a similar thing so we're, we're on the same page <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so um one last thing though about this whole like conversation we had about um romantic love and how and whether or not that includes men or women this was written before gay marriage was legalized in the u.s like well before and she says specifically to never grow up and never get married so oh i did actually i forgot that that said that yeah i always forget that it's never grow up so you stay the same age that you join so the yeah forever okay question about this because i'm a pt student so i think about anatomy and things with this um when you are 12 your brain is not fully formed. Your brain doesn't it, fully form. It, are you stuck with this unfully developed brain for the rest yeah. of eternity? I think so. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. not yeah. to bring back Twilight again, but that's oh one God. of the reasons they made a rule about never turning children is because their brains never fully developed from that age in which they're children. Yeah. So I'd like, I, I think the same like process goes here. 
which yeah. also means like like what does that mean in terms of like your physical body like does that mean you can't like grow muscles and stuff or like you'll never fully develop by a 12 year old so how that impact you in battle and stuff mm. yeah excellent questions that's a good yeah also yeah. do they ever have problems because they're all so young dealing with adults like dealing with mortal adults also do they have problems with that um, <laughs> i think that's i think that was the thing about how like they stay away from like what yeah was, what they stick to their they're a cult as well technically they kind of stick to their own group they don't really expand out it's why they don't go to camp after that often it's why they don't really interact with any people unless Mm -hmm. necessary they're a cult yeah yeah they just keep to like the mythical world 24 7 i mean it's also like this is gonna sound weird but like what if they defect something like tall they're all really short because they're 12 yeah well it's it's always quite She's always quite tall because she's like 16 or something, isn't she? She's meant to be like yeah, she's yeah. old though that's true. Yeah. That's also it. Like, what if like someone like gets to an uh like an age of like 20-something, realizes that love isn't for them, and they find the like uh hunters can they not thing. join? Or like this all all, all the asexual folk out there in the world, they all the aromantic folk. Mm. This yeah. is the thing that I was thinking about. So Artemis is actually also the goddess of childbirth. So yeah, because so her mom took too long to have her. Oh, it's, no, because she helped her give birth to Apollo. So when she was born, she kind of immediately tries to help her mum give birth to Apollo and becomes the protector of mothers. Like, she's a protector of mothers and guides them through childbirth to keep them safe. It's, like, a huge thing about her. And so, like, I, now that you mentioned the marriage line as well and the whole love situation and stuff like that, considering she's also the goddess of childbirth, her being so anti-love for other people feels really weird because in mythology <laughs> it's just a personal choice like it's yeah. just it's very much it feels it feels like she has an agenda which yeah. is not remotely <laughs> accurate to mythology and like you can really tell that rick took so many liberties with these gods to a, an extent that makes no sense <laughs> yeah i yes but i also i don't know why i'm thinking about this now but all i can think of is like praying to like um like someone like praying to artemis while they're in the middle of birth and her just showing up and be like this is why you shouldn't have slept with a dude and then just leaving <laughs> like, that's all i can think yeah. of right now yeah. oh, you she's brought the this on yourself women, i was gonna say she's she's the reason why so many pregnant women curse out their husbands <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> it's like you did this to oh, me my God. it's artemis saying <laughs> yep so jumping back into the book <laughs> um zoe says that they don't only accept half-bloods um anyone who's willing specifically identifies as female and all any of them are welcome to join so half-bloods nymphs mortals if you identify as female just rick has actually said he came out publicly to say trans women are women so will be accepted by artemis because she there we go that they are women there we go. Though non-binary people, but uh, would they or um, is that or is they are they separate? I if, would if say you use separate. Well, yeah. separate. For me, for example, like I use yeah. she they, so yes. I would possibly and I do. Also yeah. say, I'm like I'm a hunter, but like yeah. I think I would be allowed in. So maybe people who are gender fluid, possibly depending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like on okay. and off days. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some days you're not. Some days you're not. But like, okay, good. At least for. I'm glad that, I know at least trans that he women said, are recognized as being yes. part of yeah, hunters. That's good. And trans men would not be allowed. 
Yes. Because they own it. Good, good stuff. Good stuff. All right. So essentially it's just like, it's Bianca's choice if she wants to join or not. And Percy's like, um, what about your brother? He can't go with you. And she's <laughs> like, that's the point. <laughs> like I've yeah, had to and- raise that little demon. <laughs> so parents were dead and now you're telling me they're not they can take them <laughs> yeah and so Aramis is like yeah obviously he can't come he can go to camp if he wants unfortunately it's the best boys can do which like honestly okay valid because of all the reasons we pointed out why camp is not that great <laughs> yeah. but I mean yeah. he may or may not get a he may or may not get put in society afterwards or get some sort of allowance to spend at the camp store possibly (laughs) yeah so artemis says that bianca would be allowed to visit nico from time to time so that's nice they don't hate brothers too much um but bianca would be free of responsibility and nico will have other people to take care of him she'll get a new family essentially it's a cult but so would he (laughs) He would as well. So they're both so getting their own new families. Yes. But she I just doesn't want to point like... it out because so many people bring up this whole fact. It's like, oh, Bianca abandoned him. I'm like, but he's going to camp. Some of them yes. yeah. to keep him safe. True. Yeah. But it's not like Bianca told him that. Bianca just did yeah. it. And it was like, hey, Nico, bye, Nico. Like, yeah. True. But she has no responsibility to tell him. She... No, not tell but... him, but as in ask his permission. Because the whole thing is like, yeah. No, no, I'm not saying asking permission. I'm just saying like a heads up. Yeah. Yeah, like, like you decide to become does. immortal and yeah. leave your brother with people you just met. Yeah, one yeah. of whom is now and dead off a cliff. And somewhere. you don't have any other family. Like that, that is a bit rough. Of like yeah. she didn't even say like, "Hey, heads up." Yeah, this is and I kind of get that, but she does at least immediately after, basically, take him aside to tell him. Yeah, true. Yes, that is true. That is true. You know. We, we all make choices when our worlds are completely changed in an instant. Yeah. Sorry, I'm very much like I'm the Bianca yeah. defense squad because I think she gets way too much hate for her decision Yeah, on this. Like so many people think she betrays Nico. I'm like, no. Yeah. Well, it's also like this decision was forced on her very quickly and it didn't like really give her time to think. It's like- make Well, that we know of. We don't actually know how long before, like she was taken away well, with Artemis. But, but it's like, like, it's like, like the same night. Like it's the, the second she night. says yes, like launch into the like oath, which like I think is purposeful on their part. I think they gave her less oh, yeah. time so she couldn't like make yeah. a decision or regret the decision or talk to her brother. I think they were like, oh, okay, cool. Never repeat after me. Also, yeah. this oath, this two line oath that she says <laughs> is very underwhelming. Um, I really feel like there should be more. I'm not saying like she's got to like cut open her hand and like do a blood sacrifice, but I just feel like there should be more than like, hey, I pledge myself to you. I turn my back on men, accept eternal maidenhood, join the hunt. Like that seems very like, yeah, simple. Well, also I feel like this pledge is again forcing the idea of like heteronormativity because it says I turn my back on the company of men, not. I am forswearing romantic love. Yeah, it which it very does change specific. that later on. I think it changes to mentioning okay. romantic love okay. later on. Because yeah. I think Rick recognized that it is very yeah. normative. Yeah, this yes. implies that you could still join and make yes. out with girls. Yes. Yeah, yeah. the, the pledge it does, itself. So yeah. I think that making out with people would possibly be fine, but like the romantic, like if you fall in love with them, because I think mm. it does say when it mentions. So you can have a sexual relationship with someone without love and still be. <laughs> no, because oh, then, no, then, then you're no longer a maiden. Yes, yeah, so you're still going to be a maiden. So you can kiss people, but you can't sleep with people. 
Yes. Okay. I'm thinking that's like- basically the whole thing. So you, I think <laughs> I think technically you could love someone, but you just can't have a sexual relationship with them based on what is said here. Yeah. You wouldn't be able to have a sexual relationship because it's the but later on. Eternal. Yeah. It it alters yeah. everything. Yeah. And we can I mean, discuss that as it comes up. Yeah, I we'll we'll talk. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk. No, right. I'm like, I don't know if it, yeah. yeah. It's it's just so, the maidenhood part is where I'm sticking to it of like because maybe well it depends on if you mean in like maidenhood of like married or maidenhood of like virgin yeah i i think it's i think it's going more the virgin route personally but i only go with that as well because they're also known as both the the terms are both maiden goddess and virgin goddess like both of them are used in those ways yeah yeah so bianca says the pledge she gets accepted into the hunters percy is so upset with this whole thing. He feels like he's a failure because he's lost one to this girl group. Yeah, it literally says like, I suffered all of this only to lose Bianca to some eternal girls club. <laughs> he's. This is what I'm saying where I feel like Percy is just a teeny bit sexist and I feel like Sally needs to have a talk <laughs> with him because yeah. as he's someone also just raised so- by a single mom, he should understand and know how to respect women better. Yeah. Yeah. And it also feels like he's just being so self-centered in this moment. He's just oh, like, yeah. it's about me. Yeah, it, do- it doesn't get any better. He definitely like, he's angry at Bianca for making a decision that's best for her. Like he tries to guilt her with the Nico situation. Mm-hmm. He's now getting angry because he's thinking about himself and how this will reflect on him. And it's, yeah, he's, Percy's very he's much a, a self-centered rough... main yeah. character, which Probably I think a lot of people time. don't pick up on. Mm-hmm. yeah i think that's that's the thing though when you write a book first person because then you have this whole concept of unreliable narrator and some people have easier times acknowledging those differences than others like i i know i struggle a lot like the first time i read something with an unreliable narrator because i just want to believe whatever they say and it takes going back through it several times to start to acknowledge those breakdowns in mm. in the narrator's logic and i feel like especially I mean- if you're I think there's also a difference between like I think there's also a difference between like unreliable narrator and someone who's just not filtering themselves like this Mm. is yeah essentially what we're getting is like Percy's first unconditioned unfiltered reaction to everything and if it is a little self self selfish especially I mean we're all a little selfish and then we like have to correct ourselves so he I understand like the selfish part of that where he's coming from and everything and as much as like I don't think he's an unreliable, unreliable narrator. Mm-hmm. I think he's just a biased narrator, seeing it from his oh, yeah, point of view. When he's yeah, no, no, I, I support that 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 wording more. That's yeah. more just like what. And I can see that. Head, yeah. yeah, yeah. Percy is very much a biased, and we see it throughout the series a yeah. lot. He's he's a very biased yeah. narrator. Like he he's human. He's, well, he's, yeah. he's also, a human teenager, and that's also not just him. You see that in any or most first person, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, writings. Sure, either way sure. moving on we're so close to the end <laughs> <laughs> yep so artemis says you know percy can take nico back with him at least as a little like, consolation prize for this day that he's had um and so percy of course is like well how am i supposed to even get there at this point like everything sucks um so artemis says you know, what was their plan initially to get there because they just had sally that's what, leave that's what i hall. want to know i think we brought that up in the first chapter it was like sally just left that like like she like she wanted to say a person like no nah, no nah, you you go on mom like it's fine we'll figure it out like what, what, what like you had say? a free ride you dumbass yeah <laughs> yeah yep so artemis says dawn is approaching so they're gonna pack up camp 
and she is going to call her brother for a ride. Bianca is really not, oh, sorry, not Bianca. Zoe is really not happy about this. Bianca says like, you know, this is what I want to do. You know, like this is, this is my choice in life. And then she leaves and now Percy's just like hanging out with a 12 year old goddess, <laughs> you know, which is a really weird concept. And he's like, oh, so we're going like, to get a ride for your brother, you. huh? <laughs> yep. And our is like, oh yeah, you'll see. Bianca isn't the only one with annoying little brother. Like rude. You haven't even talked to Nico. Whatever. I mean, Bianca yeah, probably but- talked about him. Yeah, but also yeah. Percy's a lot of his narration about Nico is being a little bit irritated with him as well. And yes, I think yes. uh what's your face was definitely Artemis was definitely around when he's like, the Olympian gods, do they have like six thousand attack points? Like he d- she definitely yeah. heard that and was but like, So oh I just God. feel bad for Nico because he is like pushed to the side by the hunters because at least Grover is a satyr. Percy's getting called in to talk. So it's really just Grover that's sort of and not Talia. Grover, Nico and that's Talia. on the outside. Talia is out there as well. That is true. That is true. Well, like, Talia's know, probably in a worse situation. But Nico is also 10 and has Nico. no idea what's going on. Yes, you but know? also like Talia's gone gotta listen to annoying little Nico talk. I just feel bad for him. All right. So <laughs> Artemis. <laughs> Artemis ends by saying it's time for you to meet my irresponsible twin Apollo yes so that is that was the chapter chapter. yep yep next next week we'll have chapter four value torches New England which New England deserves (laughs) um any last thoughts comments insults I think oh the only God. thing I have just in general is that this is the one chapter where like even when I first read the books like I first read the series when I was 19 um and I picked up on it straight away I was just like this is very much like early feminism like the early like 2000s like 2010s idea of what feminism and a strong female character is or a strong female character group is like straight away and I was just like oh, mm-hmm. there's potential here I kind of really like, I still really like the Hunters, but I like more my own personal headcanons about <laughs> the Hunters of Artemis than I do the I just wish. Canon. I just yeah. wish Rick would have consulted me first. <laughs> well, it is interesting if you think about- any woman. Just any woman. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, if you think about, like, if he had started the series, like, from the beginning today, and just with the way that we talk about feminism and intersectionality and, like, all these different topics now, how different- oh, yeah would it have been because like like yeah I can talk about like oh everyone could be better in their own ways but at the same time like these different books are to an extent a product of their time and the way that we talk about these different topics like like what you're saying like this is a perfect example of what feminism was like in 2007 so if this was written in 2022 like it probably would would be different and so but it's good that we can talk about those things now and how much I and think it's also a product of progress. publishing at the time as well. Because like with how Rick has improved with each series, it's like mm-hmm. he brought in for like Magnus Chase, he brought in sensitivity readers for the Muslim character in that series, and even mm-hmm. the transgender fluid character. Like he brought in sensitivity readers and did research and all these sort of things. Mm-hmm. And, and it this was, was from also, like, oh, sorry. This was also published by uh, a sub company of Disney. So there's also that to think of. Yeah. And, like, what, and what are they willing to have in their books at this time? And yeah but also their own ideas of feminism within the disney princess franchise exactly um and you can kind of see it changing a little bit when it gets to like (laughs) because i think it was the disney company 
consistently who are part of like the head for the publishing of this series um also I don't think that was going to influence his writing as much but possibly when it comes to editors maybe I don't know but um yeah you can like at that time when these were being published sensitivity readers weren't really as big of a thing in publishing they are now and I think yeah if the series is being written now I think Rick would have actually had a few more like female sensitivity readers to make sure that his female characters are written and presented in a way that isn't the strong female character <laughs> vibe that they are throughout honestly the whole series in nearly every series yeah it's time sometimes yeah. Yeah. that's all I have <laughs> yeah thank you so much for coming um yeah. and you had mentioned their podcast is the best damn camp the best yes. damn camp so yes please check out Fran at the best damn camp uh they are incredible and we were very lucky to have them uh thank you yeah. so much thank, thank you, you for coming it's been an absolute yeah. pleasure yes, yes. Um, thank you. and yes, our you house- us yeah our <laughs> housekeeping stuff is, uh, remember to rate review subscribe if you can um yep. and follow us on our instagram at accidentally vaporized pod uh and thank you so much and we'll see you next week for chapter four talia torches new england bye 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 <laughs>